That's right, we're back. It's good to see you. It's good to see me. It's good to see all of us here. We're glad everything is, at least as far as we're concerned, back to normal in the podcast world. Very nice. Coming to add to you from Austin is me. My name's Matt. And as always, coming to you from uh, Planet Houston is my brother Ken. Say hello, Ken. Live long and prosper. There we go. Well, here we are. We're back after a vast two-year... Uh, two-year hiatus i guess we could call it that uh we uh i got some new pips on my on my collar and that's why we stopped and then this pandemic thing happened and then both ken and i were working crazy amount of hours to keep the places that we work at open and and running and not falling apart uh which we have successfully done mostly and so now uh I, you know schedules have loosened up and we're uh, able to get back to it and uh, have some fun and and watch uh watch some star trek again which is very exciting and fun that's like that's it for me like that's part of why we're doing this yes we enjoy that you all are listening and watching and having a good time but uh you know mostly ken and i are just doing this to like you know keep up with each other the old brotherly love and uh whatnot so the fact that you're listening is great but uh, you know, even if no one was listening, we'd still do this just to keep uh, keep caught up and talking to each other. Uh, and in that vein, uh, we have decided that what we want to do is just let's go back to the original series. Let's just, you know, have fun, watch it at a slow pace and not have to crank out a new episode every week. And not that we weren't enjoying it, because you can definitely tell by the videos we were or the, uh, the audio we were. But, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to take a little more leisurely pace. Uh, go back, watch some uh, season two, season three of the original series, and get back to it. For me, season three, I don't. There's so many episodes of season three I haven't seen, so I'm excited to finally get into those. Part of the whole reason I started this whole thing is because season three of the original series, season six and seven of Next Generation are all a a blur to me. So I'm kind of excited, and I know that season three of the original series is so well regarded. <laughs> I know by then that we've lost, uh, uh, you know, like at some point, well, DC Fontana stays through to the end, doesn't she? Or does mm-hmm. she finally? She does. Uh, but we lose Robert Justman. We lose uh, we lose uh, Gene Roddenberry kind of takes a backseat to everything. I think the grind of the, the, the two previous years is just taking their toll on everybody. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a hard show to have to keep uh, cranking out and make, you know, interesting uh, week after week. Okay. So with that said, what we wanted to do with this episode is just kind of take you through some of the uh, shows that we've uh, been watching over the uh, over the last couple of, which includes season two of Lower Decks and also that first season of Picard, uh, which uh, there's lots to talk about. So we kind of just want to get through them, talk about them. But, you know, again, not have to spend every week trying to, like, scramble and get another podcast up and running, you know. 
we were getting paid for this, it'd be a whole different story. But again, we got other jobs, we got other lives we got to take care of. So uh, we're probably going to just go to a bi-weekly schedule from here on out, uh, again, just to make it easy and convenient for both uh, Ken and I to uh, get together, do the show, and uh, enjoy what we are doing. So with that said, I say we just head, uh, you know, we, we do our thing. We, we make it happen. Make it so. <laughs> Captain's log. Starting. It's five-year mission. So here we are talking about uh, season, well, both season one and season two, I guess, of Lower Decks, because we never even really talked about season one. So uh, I know that right out the gate that you were a big fan of Lower Decks. It took me a little while to hop onto it. So uh, talk to me about uh, what makes uh, Lower Decks so good. So... It's a cartoon, so it's fun to watch with the grandkids. They enjoy it. It has the right mix of regard for really the next generation era, but really the whole Star Trek world, right? So there'll be Kirk references. Yeah. Uh, but of course, it takes place in the next generation era, just kind of post the TV show. Mm-hmm. So Riker's got his own ship. He's off doing his own stuff. Um. They mentioned Picard on the Enterprise. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of probably around like se- where season nine or ten would be kind of a thing if, if there was such a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we live in a world today in which everything knows that it is part of a franchise. It's aware of it. It doesn't hide it. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it's built in. There are... You know, a little bit of fourth wall comes down and, um, you know, so we'll get these kinds of jokes and nods and references. And um, but it's done really well. It's kind of a love letter to Next Generation and to Star Trek. So it's lots of fun to watch without being, you know, too much. It's its own show. Mm -hmm. Um, It just exists in a world in which other stuff's going on. And it makes sense that junior officers are going to know the lore and the legends and you know talk about it because they're teaching that stuff at the academy now you know right and you know there's all there's always a sense that officers know kind of what's going on so we would get these kind of throwaway names that didn't mean anything to us right you know about uh uh you know well williamsburg's over there on the uh, intrepid and you know xyz and we're like i don't know what any of that means so it in, in the original series, yeah. yeah, those those things would just be whatever. But now, of course, they could say stuff like uh, Tom Paris is over here doing this or, uh, you know, Will Riker's on the Titan, you know, doing that. And we know who those people are. Those aren't just like, oh, well, I guess the world's full of other people and, and yeah. things. Instead, we're we're hep to it all. Well, it's fun, too. I think, you know, some I, I heard somebody say about Lower Decks that it's like, it's for Star Trek fans by Star Trek fans, you know what I mean? Right. Because uh-huh. it's <laughs> the way this guy put it was uh, 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 only Star Trek fans can make fun of Star Trek. You know what I mean? And I don't even think that that's necessarily making fun of it at all. But it's it's using the. So I don't I don't know if I want to call it fan service, but I know other people might. I, but you know what I mean? In, yeah. in its self-referential way, it's saying and doing things that are. That you're like, okay, that's wow, that's really good, you know. Mm-hmm. 
So, like, for instance, um, I love that in season two, like, the Packleds are, like, this, you know, are this, like, evil enemy now, you know? It's fun <laughs> how they've taken, like, this kind of one throwaway, you know, villain that they had one time, and now they've made him, like... And you can see it, too, you know? You can imagine that over the 10 years or whatever, they've collected enough stuff and made enough deals that they're, like, suddenly they're, like, you know, a foe that you could almost be scared of. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you've got... Little bits like, uh, I think it's the final episode where they really kind of lean into how lower decks, you know, people basically just stack containers in storage bays all day long. Yes. And, you know, that's yeah. the kind of thing that they would show us, you know, kind of as a, well, we're going to start the officers here. They're going to have this conversation and they're going to be supervising some storage, you know, containers going up and they're going to walk in and there's going to be these stacked containers. And... Yep. And so, you know, love... go ahead. What, what they do is they they take some little piece like that and they kind of explore it. Mm -hmm. Right. It, it's as though someone's been watching these episodes for however many years and is like, who stacks those containers? How, yeah. how do they get stacked? How, you know, how does this? And then they do an episode in which that's actually the focus of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the uh, there was an episode in season one where they were talking about like uh, the buffering, you know, or right, whatever yeah. it was, you know, where it's like and she's like, no, this takes too much time. Let's speed this up and blah, blah. And it's only through the exploration of that that we kind of realize how important, you know, those little things are and what it means to the, you know, the people who have to do them that it's, you know, it's really a, 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 a sense of pride almost in the ship and how they keep it together and and uh, all of that stuff. So that was, um, that's fun. <clears throat> it's funny because too, I think that initially I, you know, in the first few episodes, which, you know, compared to the last, so like the first two or three episodes of season one compared to the last two or three episodes of season one is a giant leap in storytelling. It's way better. And, you know, it's just because they got the groove under their belts, right? They, they finally started like, okay, we know what the show's supposed to be. We know what it looks like when it works. So let's, like when it works so you know let's just, we, they just got better and better and better as the show went along so uh, the first couple episodes felt almost a little fan servicey for me because if you remember at the end of like episode one you know she's just like listing all of these uh you know all of these different things that have happened and you're like are we just talking about old episodes of the next generation or you know what are, what's what are we discussing here so it felt a little fan servicey which i think kind of like set me back for a little bit but by the time you get to the end of season one and certainly into season two, all of that stuff, not only it almost all pays off in some way, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so something that they set up that was a little idea here suddenly becomes this bigger, bigger idea here, which is really great. It's really fun. Well, it helps that the that the characters have a history mm -hmm. as you go on. So you could begin to refer to previous episodes or we know how you are as a character. Right. You know, so they can begin to make those references where they don't have to uh, show everything. They can do a little bit of telling as well. Yeah. Right. So you, you can, you can make references to like the, the one where they go to the, the party. Mm -hmm. Again, they're, they're dealing with the, the, the dupler. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, there's this whole business about how like, well, you're my sidekick. Uh, you know, you're like this. Yeah, right. and we know that stuff. So these these references are are built on things that we've seen in previous episodes, rather than just assertions. 
I think that's to, one of the great. Yeah, I think that's one of the great things about the about the show is that the characters almost all have an arc, right. which is really great. You know what I mean? Um, I was watching the lower uh, the lower decks uh, uh, the ready room with Will Wheaton, you know, and they were talking to uh, the 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 showrunner, and he was saying, you know, what we see in Boimler at the end of season two is something that Boimler at the beginning of season one would have never done, you know, as an example. So uh, I thought that was really good. It's funny too because some 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 of the references that they pull out are like so deep cut that you're like. For instance, when they brought Captain Gomez on at the you know end of yeah, season yeah. two, I, you know it was like it was only because I saw a bunch of like stuff on the web that I was even knew who she was. Well, I, you know, I had an example of that that I thought was hilarious. It's um, so they bring on Tom Paris, right? Right. And Boimler really wants to get his autograph, so he's climbing through the the Jeffries tubes. And by the time he gets to the bridge, he is so messed up. His hair's in a mess. His clothes are torn apart. And he he gets through the uh, panel and he falls to the and when Tom Paris sees him, he's like, Kazon. Yep. <laughs> and he does look like a Kazon. <laughs> but of course, it's one word. Yeah. And we're supposed we're supposed to know what basically went on in Tom Paris's show, Voyager. Yeah. And if you don't look at at <laughs> you know Boimler and go, yeah, he looks like a Kazon. None of that makes sense. Yeah. And it was just one word. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, I was also watching in the ready room. They were talking about the the dolphins, right? Like apparently that was somebody somebody put that into one of the maps of the Enterprise, you know, D that there was it's, that that yeah. existed. And then it's they even the said so, manual. Yeah. Oh, right. There you go. So it's really funny that again, it's like, well, I guess the Cerritos is going to have one. So <laughs> let's go for it. I love it. It's great. It's great. The show is re- and the show is ultimately really funny, too. I mean, there are just times where you're just like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. You know, and uh, I, I, yeah, the whole thing really works for me. I really dig it. I haven't even looked at my notes yet. OK, let me look at my notes. Let's see what else we have to say about this great show. Oh, so here's one of the and I, I, we, I mentioned this. I don't think I mentioned this on the show, but I mentioned this back when Lower Decks first came out. And the fact that they've made the show canon at first to me was kind of like, are they really making this? You know, it's like, how can this really fit into canon? But it kind of, but it, I don't know. It just works. It, it, I have no real example of it. But stuff like in the credits when... <laughs> When uh, there's like that, the there's some monster that's like sucking on one of the nacelles and they're just like at warp and it's just like following through. You're like, yeah, this could have happened to the Enterprise D, but they're not going to show us that episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be like, yeah, we just, you know, zapped it with something and it went away. So it's it's kind of funny to think that like some of the stuff that we're seeing in the Cerritos at least initially in the, you know, in some of the first early first season is stuff that we probably wouldn't have seen on next generation, even if it would have happened to, you know, the enterprise D. So I've kind of like put it that way to make it really work in my brain for me, (laughs) the cannons, the cannon situation. I think there's also a sense uh, it hadn't been both workers, line workers and managers you know, there's a, a sense of how the organization runs when you're running it, mm-hmm. right? This is serious. We're serious people engaged in serious tasks. You know, we're making the best steaks. We have the best hotel rooms, the best, you know, whatever. There's, I work at this place that doesn't have enough pens. 
uh, you know, how we we were running out of our coffee, you know, <laughs> why are we running out? You know, why are we substituting this kind of onion for that kind of onion? Uh, yeah. And so it's, you know, we can't like source the right onions. What's wrong with us? And Lower Decks has that, so we run out of copy paper. Uh, we don't have enough pens. You know, we're sourcing the wrong onions. What's wrong? Yeah. Whereas, obviously, when we're watching the bridge crew, they're not complaining about stupid stuff like, <laughs> like that. No, that's true. And, you know. Because, of course, the cat, unless there's something wrong with the ship. Right. Right, right, right. And, they, you know, they've got to get in. They've got the, the bridge crew has to step in and see what happens, which has been fun in yeah. the second season, you know, deal, having Boimler deal a little bit more with the command crew. You know, like there was one really good episode was the episode of the, the Red Shirts, which, by the way, great name for uh, for somebody who's trying to make it to command the Red Shirts. Uh because we're used to them, of course, <laughs> dying all the time. But um, but I love that whole I love that episode because you have to imagine that there are people on the ship who are like, what's our fast track into getting into command? What what does it mean to be a you know? And ultimately, right. you know, they tell us the very Star Trek thing of like, you just got to be you, just do you, and you'll it'll work, it'll make it happen. I love that. And then I also love as far as this separation between. The lower decks and the bridge crew is the is the uh, I, I can't remember his name i'm horrible with names always but the guy who died right the bajoran and then all of a sudden like he came back but it's under mysterious circumstances yeah, yeah. i love that and if you think about it of course the show is a and, history and again you got and we say list off yeah so you get this long list of like how characters have come back <laughs> Right, exactly. Picard and Picard and Picard at the end of that one, you know, he's like, okay. He came back as an android and Spock, of course, and, you know, so many. It's great. It's also fun, too, because they start to weave through a bunch of the character stuff. Um, you know, we learn a little bit more about the Orions, you know. Uh, uh, that was a really fun episode when they go back to the Orion homeworld and they've got to escape and they're all being tortured and not tortured. What am I talking about? But they're all being chased by the uh, by the Orions. That was really fun. And we find out a little bit more about uh, her background, which is fun. I love the Mugatu episode. Uh -huh. That that was a good time with the Ferengi. And it was fun that they combined the Ferengi and the Mugatu, right? Uh huh. Because one is Next Generation and one is Original Series. Right. And yet, when you when you put them together, you're not like, wait a minute, this feels weird. It just it made so much sense. Yeah. Well, it's it it it's so creative how they how they bring together or how they how they make those character moments really work. You know, we got again we get Boimler in that one and his buddy who are uh you know who come together and save it all in the end through a diplomatic you know very Federation <laughs> solution, which is great. Uh, all because they were playing the diplomacy game. <laughs> at the beginning uh but that's great and again we see that like because of what's happened on the titan with with uh riker's ship it's really changed boimler uh and it will be fun because i'm sure we're gonna find we're gonna meet him again it'll be fun to see what happened to william boimler <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and what kind of a character he becomes uh having stayed on the titan 
Yeah, they'll meet him. It'll be like a you know lieutenant commander. <laughs> right. Exactly, and he'll be like all you know command crew guy. It's gonna be great. Uh, yeah, there was something I read recently, and you know it, it may be a foolish thing or blah blah blah, but it was the idea that you you become a you become part of the like four people that you hang around the most. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, if you think about it, that's what's happened to poor Boimler. You know, he's hanging around with all these other like kooky friends of his, and meanwhile, we got the other Boimler who's hanging out with Will Wecker in his ruddy room, drinking Romulan ale and whatnot. <laughs> like, we really get to see what happens with the people you hang around in that case. Yeah. So let's talk about the idea of the California class, right? It's this like lower tier ship in the in the. Starfleet, and uh, I was going to say Navy, and I was like fighting it. Um, <laughs> it's a lower class ship in Starfleet, and apparently it doesn't get a bunch of the cooler missions that obviously a Titan or an Enterprise go to, which is, again, a fun thing that happens at the end of season two, where it's like California class shows that it can live up to doing anything that uh, that one of the other classes that. But I really like that idea of the, of the you know, Stratus ship yeah so it's not a ship of the line yeah so in going all the way back to starfleet battles which was the tactical star trek game which you'd like have you know pages for each ship and you'd have little blocks of energy that you could deploy to various systems it had frigates right mm -hmm. which were these smaller versions of the big ships and so you would have like Imagine the saucer section, the engineering section, and like a, uh, instead of that engineering section, there'd be a single nacelle there, right? And then there's no wings with two nacelles. It's just saucer section, one nacelle below it. Yeah. And that that was like the frigate version of the Constitution class. Mm -hmm. And you know, as as we get into the next generation there'd be you know, these smaller versions of these bigger ships and they would be the frigates. And so it looks like the California is a frigate version of the Nebula. You know, it's got the same kind of design look to it, but apparently it's smaller and smaller crew, less capacity, not doing the cool stuff. Right, but still somehow has a dolphin uh, sanctuary on it. <laughs> <laughs> For navigation. For navigation. It's really funny, too, because the uh, theme song to that show is so similar to the the Kirk music from uh, Wrath of Khan mm -hmm. that I start to sing the Lower Deck theme song and I end up humming the the uh, the uh, Star Trek Two music, you know, da 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 da. It's like it just turns into that. And it's obviously it's because I have 30 years of da 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 in my head as opposed to, you know six, eight weeks of the other one, but. But yeah, definitely similar, uh, similar music in that one for me. Jay Frakes also amazing <laughs> on the show. He is so good, so funny. Uh, I, the whole five, six, seven, eight thing. He he's done it like three times, and each time it's uh -huh. like amazing. <laughs> Let's get out of here in a warp factor of five, six, seven, eight.
Uh, then there was a, a, a late season two episode where we get to the uh, lower deck versions of all of like the Klingons and the Vulcans. That was really fun. I really enjoyed that. And then the Borg, of course, ultimately at the end, which went as you would imagine it would go. Yeah, there's that scene in the in the one where they're they're in the car and they're they've got contraband because uh-huh. the person from the station doesn't like. Uh, and, and you can see this old looking uh, Vulcan ship, right? I mean, it looked like this from like really old stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, and they 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 go through it, and they say Vulcans, <laughs> and the, the Vulcans just look at each other. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. As if it blows by, that was amazing. Uh, and then I liked. Well, let's talk about this as we get into this little last little section too. But the animation is fantastic in the show. Like some of the ships you look at, and you're like, I could that looks just as good as the other Excelsior <laughs> class. It looks amazing. So yeah, I really enjoyed the animation. I think the characters look great and uh, certainly all the ships and the battles and everything that they've done as far as that goes also looks incredible. But in the fi- finale, when they're taking off all the hull plating and everything, that is like superb. It all looks really great. The idea is amazing behind it. Uh, I just, I really dug the, the finale. And then the little cliffhanger that they gave us, those little buttheads. What's going to happen? Who's she being framed by? Is she being framed by the Packlids? Are they actually that smart? Or was it the Klingons? Dun, dun, dun. Find out next season. Awesome. Well, uh, that about wraps it up for me as far as my notes on uh, Lower Decks. Anything else you want to mention? Nope. That pretty much covers it. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Also, Ransom is being played by Jerry O'Connell. Yep. Who, of course, is married to uh, Rebecca Romaine, who's number one in that upcoming show. Uh, uh, Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds, yes. So I thought that was a really fun connection there. Yeah. Um, speaking of, have you seen the, the the trailer and stuff for that yet? I don't uh, know. I guess there was only that teaser trailer a few months ago that came out, but still it looks great. Um, I love... Anson Mount has said that basically it's going to be they're going they're, they stole our idea is what they did mm-hmm. is that because it's going to be an episodic show it's going to be you know one episode contained but stuff that happens in one episode affects the characters in the next episode so we won't have a situation like you know the city on the edge of forever <laughs> where suddenly the love of Kirk's life dies in the next episode he's like oh bones you're funny <laughs> Yeah, so and there probably will be some archy through lines, yeah. but they'll tend to be more B story rather than A story. Right, exactly. And they'll be handled a little bit, you know, more lightly. It'll feel episodic, even if we're building towards something. You know, there was stuff to talk about the original series. Sure. Where they were inadvertently creating, they thought we're making episodic television. We reset the show, you know, but they were doing stuff where things had developed and things, you know, um, where you could refer to previous episodes, which is not how epi- you, you don't watch Leave it the Beaver. And there's a reference to the time he had the lawnmower job, you know, a season ago. They, they didn't do that. But we have that in Star Trek where there's development and and references to things in the past. And they were creating 
Archy Television by accident. They were stumbling their way into it. Uh, so uh, with that, let's talk about um, Picard. Very so, Archie. Very Archie. <laughs> very Archie. Um, so uh, this is, I, it, I, it's only controversial in the fact that like some people really loved it and some people thought it was like, okay. I've, I don't love it, but it was fine. Um, I didn't, I don't know. I wasn't blown away by it. I thought that there was, it was both fast and slow, if that makes any sense, right? Like these, there'd be these huge like plot things that would just fly by and, you know, it's like, oh, no time to talk about it. Let's move on, blah, blah, blah. And then it would settle down. And then we'd spend five, six minutes sitting around a table talking about, you know, something that happened or what's the next move or blah, blah, blah. Which, you know, that's a briefing room scene. We've seen it and talked about it a hundred times on the podcast. But I don't know, for some reason, it just, it just, I don't know. It didn't all work for me. I guess is all I can say about it. You know, for instance, I love the episode where they go undercover and we meet seven of nine and, you know, it's hilarious. And Picard, you can tell uh, (laughs) you can tell Patrick Stewart is having a great time, you know, doing it. Everybody's having a good time with that episode. But ultimately, it's like, why did we even need this episode exactly? I know we were trying to find the guy, but like. I don't know. You know, there's like he's in the the guys in the show, maybe, you know, 10, 15 minutes. And the whole rest of it is this, you know, really like funny thing that happens. I don't know. It just it's it's all. I don't know. I'm conflicted they, on my feelings about it. That's where, they, it's, where I'm at. I think that that episode, they fell in love with the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so uh, what if we had a thing where we got to meet a contact and they got to go undercover and Picard puts on an eye patch and. We meet seven of nine and, right. you know, and they're like, oh, my God, that's so good. We got to do all that. And then they yeah. do it, even though at some point they're like. How does this all fit in? Oh, never mind. It's going to be so good. <laughs> right. Everyone's really going to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Love Picard actually playing a Frenchman <laughs> with a French accent. <laughs> um. All right. Where are and we? And an eye patch. And an eye patch. Yes, exactly. Um. <laughs> uh, so what are your general thoughts on the show? So, you know, my, my whole theory, and this applies to all franchises. Okay. Uh, I, I've said it a lot regarding James Bond, is that, uh, you know, any Star Trek is better than no Star Trek. Always true. Especially and, Star Trek with people you, you, you uh, like and adore. Right. And so I am, you know, willing to basically see what they're presenting and, and not have a bunch of expectations and hopes about what I hope it will be. Or, right. And uh, so it turns out that they're making this this uh, kind of darker drama about a fish out of water. And, you know, so it very clearly takes place in the Star Trek universe. And, of course, I prefer, you know, the order of things that I like is uh, setting first, character second. Right. Plot third. And so, you know, even for you, the show is amazing. <laughs> it is. So I really do enjoy it because, uh, you know, there was a show, and I forget the name of it now. Uh, Karen and I were watching it, our sister, and it was a, you know, whodunit mystery, girl drowns in a lake found in the back of a car kind of a thing. And you're following these police investigating. 
and it kind of never goes anywhere and it's just like an investigation with a bunch of dead ends and i really enjoyed the show because they had this interesting world and then the characters were interesting and the fact that there was like no plot or the plot was like real life um you know not you know goes from here to there in a straight line Mm -hmm. but little lots of dead ends lots of Oh, that didn't pan out. Or we found out this interesting thing, but I don't know what it has to do with anything else. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And, you know, so this kind of a show in which it's firmly grounded in the world and then the characters are interesting, that's really all I need. Yeah. Well, it's funny because as you, as you were saying that, I was thinking, I think that I'm the exact opposite. I think that I am plot character setting. <laughs> like, I kind of don't care about the setting at all. Like, any part of a book that, like, starts going into details about it. It's, like, why it was hard for me to read, you know, anything of Tolkien. Because it was just, like, you know, you're, like, two pages on, like, how pretty the trees are. And you're, like, I don't care about the trees. <laughs> what's happening <laughs> in the trees? Tell me what's happening in the trees. So, uh, so I guess maybe that's some of it. You know, because, again, I do love these characters. I, I, I liked all of the characters. Uh, what was, oh, see me and my horrible name. What's the, what's the girl's name? The blonde girl's name? Coffee? No. no uh, right. So her, <laughs> whose name we can't remember. But the Daystrom Institute. Yes, exactly. She sort of gets this pass, right? I mean, like she kills a guy, but then she's like, but I helped Picard, so uh, I'm good now, right? No one's going to come after me, even though I killed a guy. And, you know, it's like, yeah, it feels like there should be some consequences, but they're sort of just swept under the rug because... But I think part of it is, had this been an actual Federation crew with the rules and so forth, and the idea that we could, you know, send her away and, like, another lieutenant would show up to take her place... But they're like, she knows too much. Not in the sense of like, therefore we yeah, gotta kill, kill her. her. Yeah. <laughs> but in the sense that like, we couldn't replace her. Yeah. Right. We need a computer expert. We need an artificial intelligence expert. We need someone who knows who's worked on data for twenty years. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she's done bad things, but who in this room hasn't? Right. I who in this room? True. Who in this room isn't currently like committing treason? <laughs> you know I, I don't feel like uh, i'm particularly uh honorable here I'm, yeah you know i mean there goes my pension kind of a thing yeah so uh i think that's that's how it works out i guess that's fair i will accept your explanation uh so we got plenty of romulans in this i'm sure you oh, loved yeah. every minute of that you know uh Romulans are always tricky, right? Right. Because Romulans are a thing where um, I do have a lot of, we'll, we'll call it uh, headcanon okay. or fanon. Or, uh, and then somebody else comes along and does something a little different with it. And there's always an adjustment period in which you go, okay, so this is what they're doing. All right, fine. As opposed to, uh, well, here's where I think they ought to be now. Yeah. Well, here's what I think they ought to focus on. Or here's what they... Um, so unlike my, my nor- more normal, just show me what you got and I'll just, you know, take it for what it is. 
I do have more interest in the uh, in the Romulans. So there's always a little more uh, opportunity for disappointment. Well, I think I, in this one they really expand the idea, right? Of of what it's not. It's no longer just a, a monoculture like right, Star Trek yeah. tends to do. You know, we have uh, obviously we've always had the Tal Shiar, and then we have that new super secret tech that you know a group that you know is anti tech or whatever. And then we also have, um, you know, the two who follow Picard, the former Tal Shiar, who are, you know, these like caring, you know, very uh, nice people who are all about protecting their their boss, basically, <laughs> the guy who saved them or whatever. So um, it's really I think it's interesting. I think I like the way they expand it. We even have like privateers, basically, mm-hmm. aboard the Borg ship who are stealing all that tech and selling it on the open market. So, so I, I like it. I like I like the way that they took, and especially now that they don't even have a homeworld anymore, I think it would be even harder for them to be like a centralized unit, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Hello. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I dug what they did with Romulans in this one. <clears throat> yeah, ultimately it turns out to be really cool. And, you know, they, they give you stuff like that Starfleet intelligence officer who turns out to really be Tal Shiar. Mm-hmm. And of course that was kind of classic Romulan stuff right yeah. there. And then there's, you know, other stuff like, oh, lots of sword play and uh, you know, this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I dig that. Um, and then uh, you know, then there's just things going in, in unexpected directions where you're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to have to take a minute to take this in. Yeah. Well, of course, the return of Riker, Indiana, was amazing. That whole episode yep. was really great. I like that they spent some time with him, too. It wasn't just like, a, you, we get one scene, and then we move yeah. on. And then, of course, his return at the end of the, ep- or the, end of the show was, you know, stand up and yeah. throw your fists in the air, because you're like, yeah, I love it. Yeah, so what they, what they did was really great, because they knew that we would want to catch up. Right. Right. You know, where are the Rikers? What are they doing? Uh, you know, what's what's happened between here and there. And, you know, they, they give us some of that, right? Yeah. You know, it, obviously, they only have a certain amount of time, so they can't make the, the Rikers show <laughs> as much as I think most Maybe they can do now. <laughs> yeah. Be him cooking pizza every year, every episode. <laughs> yeah, every episode comes with a pizza recipe. <laughs> I was just thinking of like a like a like he's got his own pizza place. <laughs> That's the every, every episode. It's like Cheers, but at a pizza place. Well, Jordy shows up for an episode. What they would do is, you know, now that we live in a world of like home delivery and apps and everything, yeah, is you could subscribe and basically get Riker's Pizza every week. So there'd be an episode they make a pizza, and then if you wanted to, you could get the pizza sent to your house. Exactly. And then you can rewatch the, the scenes where he makes it. <laughs> Make the pizza yourself. I thought I thought you were gonna say that there was like a delivery service and now like that's all the Titan is now. <laughs> they turn the Titan into a pizza delivery service. Well, it's no reason that the car that pulls up couldn't say you was as Titan on it. <laughs> uh, get all the pizza you want, anywhere in the galaxy. From Bill's place. <laughs> uh, interesting. 
So we got a lot in this uh, show themes about like legacy. I feel like that was a r- big one, especially early on. Um, you know, not only his legacy, but Data's legacy of the kids and and all of that i thought that was really interesting obviously in typical picard fashion there was a lot of like let's stand up for what is right you know there's a lot of that uh it was i mean it was good stuff i just i i I just don't feel like they it was implemented perfectly you know well i think they were breaking some new ground obviously they hadn't made lots of these shows yeah and so they kind of had to figure out how to make uh you know so i was joking at the beginning that this is very archy, but in fact, it's just one big story. Mm-hmm. The fact that it has episodes is kind of an artifact of how we get to it. Yeah. Rather than just making a big 10 hour long thing to watch. And they haven't made this kind of show for Star Trek, so I think there's a certain learning curve. Uh, also, in the final episode, that, that like true goodbye to data, that was really good. It was, it, it, you know, it, I don't know, did everything it needed to do. It it not only was like us saying goodbye to Data, but it also kind of felt like it was Brent Spiner finally saying goodbye to his, you know, his character and giving it a final farewell. I I dug all that. Well, you know, that is something that they have done before. You know, so we get that with Spock. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, we kind of get it with Kirk in Generations. We get it with Tasha Yar in season one. And so, you know, there are things that work and things that don't work. And, you know, but this is kind of like at least a fourth iteration of it. Yeah. And so they have a good sense of how to do it well rather than because I think Tasha Yar is the least satisfying. Kirk is probably the second least satisfying, although uh, since Kirk is looms large in the franchise. Um, and Tasha Yar was a character that we had seen for half a season. Yeah. Um, I think it's more disappointing, even though it's not necessarily the worst handled death. And then uh, I think they did a good job with uh, Spock. Yep. And I had a fourth one, didn't I? Or no, I guess uh, Data's the fourth one. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, they get to work on what works and what doesn't work, and it's nice. Well, double call back to Tasha Yar. Obviously, we saw the skin of evil again when they pranked him at the end of that episode. <laughs> that was really funny. Ooh, what are you going to do, kill us? That was amazing. And then uh, she also, too, She, as you pointed out, she died and then also returned. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they really do a lot of it. It's amazing. Uh, that's pretty much all I've got with, in my notes... Anything you got in your notes or anything else you want to say about uh, Picard? No, I think that's a good kind of summary. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, I'm excited for the next season. I'm especially excited that they're going to do some Q stuff. That'll be fun. I've always liked John Delancey as Q. Uh, so that'll be great. Uh, it'll also be fun to see because I guess apparently Guinan's in this series as well, series two. So we'll have to see how that all works out. That will well, be fun. You remember even before they when it was still announced that they were going to do this thing. And you know, he was, he announces it at Comic-Con or whatever. And then he, yeah. he's on the view and, yep. you know, there's the whole thing where he's like, yeah, you know, come on the show. And she's like, I'd love to. And of course, then it's just like two actors who have, you know, such enormous, uh, you know, they can just say stuff. <laughs> yeah. And it'll happen. Yeah. 
Well, I have a feeling, you know, he probably talked to somebody before he offered it to her, but... Uh, well, I think at that point, they just said, we're going to make this show. Yeah. No, nothing's been written on the yeah, other exactly. than... Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a treatment. Uh, but we'd love to, you know, include you somehow. And, and she's like, yeah, I'd love to do it. And at that point, you know, you tell the writers, let's let's think about how to do this the right way. And, you know, they save it for season two, which totally makes sense. Absolutely. Well, that'll be fun. I can't wait for that. I can't wait for, as I said, Strange New Worlds. That's going to be really good. That's coming up. And then, uh, you know, we keep hearing rumblings about some kind of movie some coming out sometime. We don't know. Uh, so there you go. That's kind of a wrap up of what's happened in Star Trek land over the last uh, two years since we've done a show. So that's kind of fun. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll, well be back. Uh, did you have any thoughts on Bill Shatner going to space? A, good for him. I'm excited that he got to go, even at 90. That's impressive. It was cool. Uh, the memes that have come out of it have been fantastic as well. I've enjoyed a lot of those. <laughs> I saw one where he's looking out the window and he sees, uh, he, he sees like, TIE fighters flying yeah. around out there. <laughs> like, yeah, that's cool. Uh, there's also a great one that I have. Uh, I'll post it for the video folks on YouTube uh, right now. But uh, there's a great picture where you see him as Kirk, like looking out the window. Remember, there's that one episode where they're up in that strange overlooking the the docking bay or whatever. And uh, and then there's and then, you know, cut to, you know, 50 years later, there's William Shatner actually looking out a window into space. So that was really cool. I really like that one. There was one where there's the guy like face pressed up against the glass and Shatner's like, I was hoping this would be more Star Trek and less uh, Twilight Zone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I have seen one too where where it's it's that shot from that show from that Twilight Zone episode where he's pointing out the window looking at the stewardess and in the window it's it's old Shatner <laughs> looking back at it. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so uh, just so we uh, you know, I'll finish up our, 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 our what we're going to be doing for the next now and for a while, we're going to finish up season two. We've only got like four or five episodes left, believe it or not. Uh, then we are going to uh, we'll do something in between two and three, just because we always do to kind of like break it up a little bit, talk about something else. And then uh, we might even do Discovery season three since we haven't hit on that yet. Um, uh and then, not all the episodes, we'll just talk in one episode about season three, like this. Uh, then we'll do season three. And then after season three, uh, I think we've decided we are going to watch all the movies, uh, motion picture to Star Trek six, just in order of those without getting into next generation in the meantime. Then once we get done with six, we'll decide if we're going to move on and go to next generation because I've said this before, but that season one's a little rough to get through, but we'll see. It'll be fun. We'll enjoy well, it. Something else to think about is the animated series. Ooh, there are a couple of good episodes in the animated series. There's one with Spock and the pet. That one's a yep. really good one. And plays into Discovery, if you remember. Yeah, we could think about the animated series. That could be good. And they're shorter, too, so that also <laughs> makes it easier to come. We could do, like, two episodes in one show. 
Well, anyway, that's the plan for now. If we had the animated series, we'll definitely let you know when the time comes. But that's it for this week. Join us next. Oh, we also we have some backlogged episodes, a couple, two or three that we recorded back in the day. Uh, one, the, which of course starts next week with Obsession, uh, which we talked about. If you remember, Obsession is the the one. I don't remember which one Obsession is at all. But you'll get to hear about it next week, and that's going to be really exciting for you. I know it. <laughs> So come on back, uh, well, in two weeks. I guess it's not even next week. It's in two weeks now. Gosh, darn it. Uh, I think Wednesdays are going to be my release day, so just know that. They'll be coming out every two weeks on Wednesday. So whenever this one came out, look two weeks forward from that, and that's when the next one will come out. (sighs) Okay, there we go. I think that's everything. Double-checking my notes. Okay, well, that's it. As always, my name's Matt, coming to you from Austin, and uh, (laughs) coming from Houston is my brother Ken. (laughs) Say goodbye, Ken. Live long and prosper. There we go. That one will work. And we will see you all next week. In two weeks. In two weeks. Gosh. (laughs) 